Welcome back to WNBA Nation. My name is Kyle Haywood and I'm excited to be putting out this episode for you all today. It is a Valentine's special episode. All right. Um, so Jason and I actually um, have been on for the last hour uh, at this point, and uh, we're just having some internet connection issues. And so we're not able to basically put on the on the episode that we wanted to put on. And so we're going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to run this as a solo. And uh, but no worries. Jason actually is going to be getting hooked up with some sweet Internet soon. We've got some stream deck stuff. So our Twitch streams are going to be just like ramped up to the next level. Super excited about that. Speaking of Twitch, shouts to everybody who's been hanging out on Twitch and a lot of patience from our Twitch fam tonight as uh, as Jason and I were working out a lot of uh, out a lot of kinks as we were as we were going through this. But I think we got them. I think uh, I think we're going to be all right. If you haven't joined us over on Twitch, hit us up twitch.tv slash WNBA Nation. Twitch is a great platform and we enjoy being a part of the Twitch family there. Um, hit us up on Twitter at WNBA Nation Pod. That's probably the best way that you can interact with us. Hit us with a DM. Some of you have been DMing us a lot more and we appreciate that. It's always fun to chat with you there. Um, some fun news before I hop into the episode is uh, tonight officially on Valentine's night I am I am booking the last piece of our trip that we are taking as a show to the NCAA women's final four in Minneapolis so the four of us are going to be flying out there uh, we got our Airbnb booked we got our tickets booked we got our rental car we got our uh, and as of tonight our f- last of our flights will be taken care of so should be really good I'm really excited about it and we can't wait to hang out with y'all so if you're going to be there, or if you're uh, if you are one of the Minnesota Lynx fans that are around Minneapolis and you want to hang out, um, we're going to be hitting up that game on Friday. But then all day Saturday, we want to we want to know we want to hit up you know the local spots. Where's the good places to eat? What are the sites we need to see around you know Minneapolis St. Paul? Like we want to know all of that. So Lynx fam. We're reaching out to you. Where's my Lynx Nation at? We need to we need to chat because we want some unofficial tour guides to uh, let us know where we need to go. Or if you want, y'all want to meet up, if you, we want to grab some lunch together or dinner together, we want to go out and see something. Um, let us know. We want to meet a bunch of you um, as we head out there to Minnesota. So reach out to us. Find us um, on Twitter at WMBA Nation Pod. Or you can just email us, actually, WNBANation at gmail.com. Um, if you're not, uh, if you're not a, a huge fan of Twitter, that's a, another way you can contact us. So either way, reach out. We'd love to, uh, have a little uh, get together with several of you and, and, uh, hang out as we make our trip out to Minnesota. So today I, uh, I, we have an idea. So <laughs> it's Valentine's. And with Valentine's comes a lot of uh, Valentine's can be tough on some people, right? Like uh, I work with a lot of high school students and a lot of high school students today were like, oh, it's single awareness day. Oh, it's so sad if you don't have someone. But here's the thing. There's been four teams in the WNBA that um, have 
that had a rough year last year that didn't make the playoffs. And some of these teams in particular, we've been especially cruel to. So in order to celebrate the, the, the holiday of love, I'm going to extend out this personal Valentine from me to these four different teams. All right. And I'm going to be talking about something that I love about each one of these uh, organizations or something that they have done in the last 12 months. Um, and, uh, and a lot of these are, they're pretty recent because obviously last year it wasn't very good, but, um, I, I, yeah, basically I'm, I'm going to be calling out things that I love for Valentine's day about Indiana, Atlanta, Los Angeles, and Washington. All right. So that's where we're going to go with this is these four teams are getting a Valentine from yours truly. Um, because as critical as we have been about, uh, at times about each one of these, um, organizations, it's time that we give them some love. It's time to give them a break and just let them know that we appreciate them and that we believe in them and that, that we, we want to, we want to, you know, give them a shout out for the good things that we are seeing from them. So that's what we're going to do tonight. Um, should be a lot of fun. Starting out with none other than the Indiana Fever. Now, the Indiana Fever are a team that the four of us absolutely love. And that's why the four of us have been kind of hypercritical about them. Um, since we started our podcast, Indiana has yet to make the playoffs. And I, you can't say that about any other team. This is the only team we haven't seen playoff basketball from since we started our podcast back in 2017. And Indiana, to be frank, several of those seasons has finished in like dead last and just not good. So Indiana, this is very recent, very, very recent. But Indiana, here's something that I like uh, and that I love that you are doing. Um, And I love that you are willing to make some changes. You're willing to take some risks and, uh, and make some changes that you are, you know, are going to be maybe unpopular. And that includes, uh, today Tamika catching, stepping down as uh general manager. This was a tough one to swallow because if you listen to our art W 25, like our top 25 players of all time, we, listed and named Tamika catchings as our number one overall, the goat. So this is, this is, we have major love and respect for Tamika catchings. She has done uh, about as much for the game of women's basketball as, as anybody. That being said, the, she hasn't performed well as a general manager. And I don't know if all of it is on her. I think that a significant portion comes from other areas within the organization, but it just hasn't gotten it done. So Tamika Catchings has to step down as general manager. Um, and that's tough because she's a legend in Indy. And so I love that they're willing to do that. I love that it's, they are willing to take that next step, do the hard thing and, uh, and maybe really start fresh and not starting fresh as a, as a roster, but starting fresh as a front office. And maybe that's where some of the changes need to take place. So Indy, that's something that as hard as, as hard as it was for you to do. And as hard as it was for us who are huge Tamika catchings fans to see 
I think this is something that I love because I hope this is the first step in the right direction for this franchise. Please be the right step, <laughs> be a step in the right direction for uh, the Indiana Fever because I so dearly want to see them back contending in the playoffs. All right, Atlanta, let's go to you. Let's go to you. And um, we're going to actually stay in the front office. We're going to stay in the front office of, of Atlanta as well. Atlanta got a brand new ownership group prior to last season. And this ownership group has come out and basically handled some of the like really difficult issues that have arisen and handled them with confidence and with surety. All right. Now, whether or not you agree with how they were handled is a different story. Um, you know, things with Kennedy Carter sitting basically the entire second half of the season, not playing at all, even though she was totally healthy. Um, Courtney Williams and the, the dream basically saying like, we're not going to bring her back at all. She's, she's not going to play for this organization. Um, you can agree or disagree on any of those and that's totally fine. What I do love is that a new ownership group came in seized challenges and made decisions and and stuck with them and made those decisions firmly. That's the kind of organization that I would want to be a part of. Not necessarily, you know, again, I'm not I'm not going to give my opinion on how those situations needed to be handled one way or another, but I appreciate a leadership style that comes in and says this is our vision and it might be hard for you to buy into, but this is what we're selling. And if you want to be a piece of it, then here it is. And so I do appreciate and, and like what I'm seeing from early on from this ownership group um, in Atlanta that uh, that's been, you know, what about a year in office now. So I, I like that. And I, I love the direction that we're seeing from this new ownership group in Atlanta. Let's move on to the Los Angeles Sparks. Okay. Now, LA is a proud franchise with a long history of having some of the very best players. Um, and last season was the first season in the history of the Sparks that they have not featured either Lisa Leslie or Candace Parker, which is kind of crazy to think about, right? Um, that they've had one of those two players ready to go pretty much from day one of that franchise. All right. So when you have two of the greatest players of all time on your franchise and you've had one or both of them on your roster, pretty much continually since the very inception of your franchise to have to move into the next season and kind of find a new identity could be really difficult. Um, and I don't know if the identity is quite there for Los Angeles. Um, I do think that Derek Fisher has a pretty hot seat right now as far as being a head coach. But here's what I do like. I do like the moves that L.A. is uh, pulling off in this um, free agency period. And that even with these moves that they're pulling in this free agency period, I think that they're projected at right around a million or even like 1.2 million in cap space 
next free agency season. So they may still miss the playoffs, or they may still not be where they need to be personnel-wise this year, but they're they're bringing in a lot of talent with Kennedy Carter, with, uh, it sounds like, Liz Cambage. And with those big names... You know, coming in and joining the ranks like with Neko Gumake and Brittany Sykes and others. With with all of that, they still have room for to go out and court some of these other players, um, you know, that are on these one year contracts. You know, we've seen players like Brianna Stewart, uh Courtney Vandersloot and other like that are signing these one year deals. Um, and might be looking to, to jump ship and go somewhere next season. And LA is positioning themselves to land a couple big names and still be available to, uh, go out and offer max money to several players in the very next season. And I think that's really exciting. I think that's really cool, um, to do as an organization. So LA, um, I love, I love the signings. I think that one of the more underrated, underrated moves um, of what LA has been able to do recently is they picked up Jordan Canada. Um, Jordan Canada, I think is a really, really solid point guard with a lot of athleticism and a lot of speed. And, uh, I think that she could be very dangerous, um, out on the court, especially if you pair her with someone like a Kennedy Carter, you've got Jordan Canada who can, you know, just fly all over the court, super quick, uh, can, it has spent the last couple seasons under the under the tutelage of one Sue Bird, you know, um, and is I'm sure increasing in her ability to see the floor. So as a distributor, you've got Canada, just this lightning quick guard who can get the ball wherever it needs to go, and you're adding Kennedy Carter to a backcourt, um, and everybody knows what Kennedy Carter can do. We've seen it. We saw what she was doing in Atlanta the last couple seasons, obviously both of those seasons kind of cut short with injuries or um, basically an unofficial suspension, I guess you could say last season. But we know Kennedy Carter has the ability to absolutely take over games and is just a scoring machine. So I'm really stoked to see those two play. And then you bring in players like Katie Lou Samuelson, that outside threat, You've obviously got NECA on the interior still, and it sounds like bringing in Liz Cambage, like this Sparks team for having to move on in this post Candace Parker era. This might be just one of the most fun. Te- that, this Sparks team is going to be must see basketball. They might not win the most games. They might not be even in the top half of the league, um, but they might be. Like that's, they have so many question marks surrounding them. They are going to be very volatile. They could probably beat any team on any given night or lose, uh, to, to teams on, on any given night. So the, I think that this year's sparks are going to be the team that I most look forward to watching. And for that, you have to give it up to LA because, you know, they basically are, have kind of been in a, a little bit of a, a rough spot the last season or two. And all of a sudden, I went from being very lukewarm about watching the Sparks last year to I can't wait, and they are must-see TV in 2022. So for me personally, my interest has been highly peaked to see the Sparks team. So 
that's what I love uh, from what I'm seeing from L.A. All right, let's move on to Washington. Washington is such an interesting team. I feel like, like they have they had all these contracts and all these players supposed to play for them that just haven't panned out. And not just in 2021, but all the way back in 2022, they were having players not playing. You know, Emma Mieseman, Elena Deladon with her back injury. Um, we haven't seen basically when the when the Washington Mystics won the title. We haven't seen even close to that same team play in two seasons. It has been since they won the title that that's been the case. Now, obviously, Mieseman has moved on. She's in Chicago, but we're hoping to see uh, we're hoping to see Deladon back in action. Alicia Clark, who just <laughs> personally, if I could like, if I could have my, my daughter play like any player in the league, I might have her watch Alicia Clark. Like that's uh, and So I, I have just a, a huge affinity for Clark and for everything that she brings to the, to the game. Um, but that being said, in, uh, you know, obviously Washington had a rough season last year. Their one bright spark, um, their one glowing, you know, accolade was that um, Tina Charles was out having an absolute, you know, career leading season, just one of the best seasons she's ever had. And she's no longer on the team. So um, what I, what I do appreciate about Washington though, what we've been able to see from them is, um, is that the cupboard's not bare. A lot of people are kind of down. And even myself, if you go back and listen to one of our previous episodes, I think from last Wednesday, or last Thursday, I call the Sparks a pretender this season. I say, you know, they're they're not they're not a contender right now. Even if Deladon comes back, I don't see them contending. I don't think they've got enough um, you know, I don't think they've got enough horses to basically make make this trip um all the way to a title. That being said, the cupboard's far from empty. If Deladon really is back and, and able to move on with that injury. If Alicia Clark can be a key piece here, you've still got players like Ariel Atkins and others, Natasha Cloud. Um, and here's what I really like about Washington. And this is going to be my official call out. I've been dancing around this, so I apologize. I apologize. My official call out is going to be that, it, and it, it's ironic that it's a chance thing, but they snagged the number one draft pick. They got it. Um, that's like the most exciting thing that has happened to Washington in a while. Obviously, Deladon coming back, Clark coming back, like, you know, things like that. That's all fine. Um, re-signing Maisha Hines-Allen, etc. Um, and even they, uh, they picked up Elizabeth Williams, who I think is actually going to be a really good, good piece for Washington. Um, all of that is to say, like, they have a, an option right now to pick up one of two players who really, really could make a huge, huge difference in this league. And that's Nalissa Smith or Ryan Howard. Now, personally, if I'm looking at this Washington squad and I'm thinking, which one of these two do I need to, can I just absolutely not let go? Um, for me, I think Ryan Howard's a better fit for Washington's needs, personally, right now. But Nalissa Smith might be the type of big that you can't let go. You know, she might be like the next Rebecca Brunson. 
um, and and be just a, a, a huge key asset on multiple championship level teams. It's really tough to, to say right now. I do think that Ryan Howard, um, her game is uh, better, <laughs> better suited for the WNBA than it is for college. And that sounds really odd because, you know, usually you see the opposite. Oh, they're a great college player, but they didn't transition well to the league. You know, you look like uh, Megan Gustafson, right? Like, um, one of the best players, which ironically she's with Washington, um, you know, maybe one of the best players in all of college basketball and then transition to league. And it's taken a little while. It's taken, you know, she's, she's starting to find a little bit of a, a rhythm now, but just her game didn't translate directly into the league very well. I think the opposite might be the case for Ryan Howard. And I mean, I'm a Kentucky fan, Kentucky might not even make the the tournament the way that they've been playing, but I watch them constantly and Howard is very good and I think could come in and be a huge part of uh, the Washington Mystics future. I really do. Um, But if Washington decides to go with Melissa Smith, I don't think that's I I don't think that's a bad call either. I think that they basically have two, Two opportunities here to, I don't think either one of them is going to be a bad call. I just don't know. There's a potential for each of these players to be a next great, like an MVP caliber type player. Um, and I don't know which one it is. I don't know which one it is. And that it's killing me, but I'm excited to see both Nalissa Smith and Ryan Howard play at this next level. And Washington, you got your work cut out for you as far as selecting who that's going to be. But I, that's my call out. Washington, you snagged that number one pick. You probably shouldn't have based on the odds, but karma comes around, Washington. When you missed out big time on uh, the three to C draft back with uh Griner, Deladon, and, and uh, Skydig. When you missed out on that draft, like that, that hurt. And I think this is a little bit of karma coming back and giving you that opportunity to snag that one, number one pick and see who you want to take with it. So I'm excited for Washington. I think that uh, I think that the future is really bright in Washington, um, and I think that they, you know, they're only two seasons removed from a championship, and. Uh, Although a lot of those pieces have moved on and are in different areas, I still think that Washington, uh, there's a lot of positives coming down, uh, you know, coming down the road for, for the Mystics. So, well, there you have it. There's my Valentine's Day special episode for each of these teams that, uh, have had a rough last year. So here's my love to you, Indy. Here's my love to you. Atlanta and LA and Washington. Um, we want you to get better. We want every team in this league to get better because that's just the reality of the WNBA. It's the very best players, uh, the top 144 women's basketball players in the entire world that, that make up this league. And, um, you know, it's tough. It's really, really tough. And a couple players can make a big difference. So uh, we'll see. So shouts to Indy, Atlanta, L.A., and Washington. Um, I hope that your 2022 is better than your 2021. Um, so uh, happy Valentine's Day, as I said, my love. Uh, everybody, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Um, 
We've got some fun things coming your way as you listen to this. If you're listening to this earlier in the day, our very own Logan Jones is going to be joining the NBA Twitch streams, the official Twitch stream of the NBA. Uh, Logan's going to be co-hosting on there. And then I will be starting a stream on Twitch. Um, basically, you know, kind of following up that NBA stream. They're going to lead into our stream here on Twitch and, uh, you know, hope come hang out. There's going to be a, a probably a high likelihood that a, a lot of new um, fans of the WNBA could come from this. They're going to raid our channel. They're going to bring back bring all of their followers and watchers over onto our show, and they're going to check things out. Um, and we might just have kind of a Q and A session with some of these NBA players or NBA fans. You know, and they're like, "Well, who's the who's the WNBA version of?" you know, James Harden or who's the WNBA version of Giannis or, or whatnot. And we tend to shy away from those types of conversations, but tomorrow might be, or today as you're listening to it might be exactly that conversation that we're about to have. Um, you know, that we have to take these NBA fans that don't know much about the WNBA and let them know how absolutely incredible this league is. So really cool opportunity there. Big shout out to uh, NBA media and their willingness to work with us. And uh, we're hoping to work with them a little bit more in the future as as things uh, develop with both leagues here. But um, yeah, kind of a cool opportunity there. And if you want to see what that's going to be like, you can, again, hop onto twitch.tv and check out the NBA's uh, NBA channel. And then, of course, hit us up, WNBA Nation, and uh, follow both of those as we as we interact a bunch tomorrow um, during these streams. But that's all I've got for you tonight. Everybody, thanks for listening. Um, happy Valentine's Day or post-Valentine's Day for, uh, for all of you listening. And um, if you're in Minnesota, hit us up. We want to hang out. We want to maybe go snag some food together and uh, have, a show your, have you show us around. But for WNBA Nation, I'm Kyle Haywood, and we got you next time.